Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Thank you so much for choosing Portland Center for Spiritual Living. We know that Reverend Larry is safe and on his way to a fabulous, fabulous retreat in Wales. And thank you for choosing to be here anyway. We're here to support him, absolutely, and to our hundreds and thousands of podcast listeners throughout the world from more than 120 countries, please know that you are always, always welcome. And so today we are continuing our exploration of Christiane Northrup's book, Making Life Easy, How the Divine Inside Can Heal Your Body and Heal Your Life. If you haven't received a copy yet, there's copies in the bookstore. So we're talking about how we can use our thinking to create a life in which we are filled with grace. And so if we just do a brief review before we start with today's lesson, week one, we talked about the life principle, looking at immortal spirit is always exploring greater life through each of us. Spirit is urging us to experience more good, more love, more beauty, more joy, more wholeness, more prosperity. Spirit is always, always, always urging for more. And then last week, Reverend Larry's message reinforced that there is a divine connection and that we can communicate with the divine. He did remind us that English is not the first language of spirit and that spirit does speak through us through symbols, through pictures, and through ideas. Well, in today's message, we're going to look at how we can use our mind to make things easier. We're looking at how we can harness this power of our thinking to make life easy on every level. The power to experience ease, the power to experience grace, the power to experience joy. And in the time that we're going to share together, there's three specific things that we're going to look at in order to shift our thinking to that place of grace and joy. One, we're going to look at a new kind of thinking where we're going to revisit the process of neuroplasticity in our brain and what it means for us. We're also going to look at there is only love expressing. Only love in all situations, in all things. And finally, we're going to look at ways that we can flex our receiving muscles, ways that we say yes to life. So let's get started. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. A new kind of thinking. Northrop tells us in her book that the quality of our life is created by the quality of the thoughts we habitually think. She reminds us that the positive thoughts are accompanied by positive chemical um, reinforcement in our body, and that negative thoughts tend to depress both our immunity and our mood. And she reinforces something that we know in Science of Mind teaching as we explore the divine creative process, that an idea placed into the law of cause and effect produces a like form. A tomato seed produces a tomato. Not a carrot, 
not a zucchini, not a radish. It produces a tomato. And so it is true with the thoughts we habitually think. And she encourages us to get a handle on the quality of our thinking, that we make a deliberate choice to choose thoughts that help our life become easy and in the flow of life, that it's not stress and hard work, that we are in the flow and our good comes to us as part of that flow. And it's a message that reinforces what we hear every Sunday as Nancy shares with us in her opening message and welcome, all we ask is that you be open to what? The possibility of changing your entire life simply by changing your mind. So Christiane Northrup, she's a bullhorn for science and mind teachings. All right, so what else do we know? By choosing our thoughts, neuroscience plays a role in this. Neuroscience teaches us that repetitive thinking actually builds neural pathways. So neurons that fire together connect together. And so the more we affirm our good, not only are we creating a new neural pathway that becomes the reset point, it automatically goes there, it is widening it is strengthening, and it is like fiber optic cable. We get more good flowing through at a rapid pace. So the more we choose positive thinking, the greater capacity we have to receive our good. And how do we do this? One of the techniques that Christiane Northrup uh, references is affirmations. Now, that's something that we're used to hearing here at the Center for Spiritual Living. And it, remember that an affirmation is a strong statement of a desired good that's either written or spoken aloud and or both that supports you emotionally in order to experience the desired good. Remember, desire is creative. And so by affirming and affirming, we're building new pathways that help us become more receptive. So it's important to remember that the affirmation doesn't actually make something happen. What it does is it increases our capacity to be receptive to receiving the good. So it doesn't make something happen. It increases our capacity to receive that good. So then let's look at there is only love expressing. God is love, love is God, and God is all there is. So in all situations, at all times, there is only love expressing. And Christiane Northrup encourages us to say thank you to every thought that reveals itself, every circumstance that reveals itself, and every situation that is occurring in our life. She encourages us to say thank you. And that includes our shadow side. And that dark shadow side sometimes looks like our inner child throwing a tantrum, tam temper tantrum, our ego fueling us with fear, and our old, worn-out beliefs that are not the truth 
being revealed in order to be healed. Now, how many of us remember Reverend Larry asking us to, or inviting us to ask ourselves this question? What needs to change in me in order to be that changed person and experiencing new good? How many of us remember that from last week? was at the top of my paper. Well, now, does anyone else remember that somewhere along the line we were told never to ask a question we didn't really want to receive the answer to? Well, I forgot about that piece of wisdom, and I boldly wrote in my journal what needs to change in me in order to be changed so that I am a person experiencing this new good. Well, it resulted in a kick-ass, sit-up-and-take-notice experience in the form of a homework assignment. Now, what the homework assignment was, was for First Ministry, and our job was to read the book, 15 Commitments for Conscious Spiritual Leadership. And in the book, there are 15 commitments, like integrity and feeling your feelings, feeling all your feelings, and there's 15 of them. And we were asked that in our final paper, as part of our strengths and areas for growth, and by the way, if you ever hear the term areas for growth, remember it needs to come with a beware sign. (laughs) So what we did is, as part of our project, we went through the book, we listed what are the areas of strength, what are the areas for growth. Well, the presentation required sharing only one. So I went through and I was like, oh yes, this one. And it was about living a life of play and rest, valuing that. In my life, I've lived up until now that you needed to work hard and competency was what was valued. It wasn't that you were worthy just because you existed. It's because you were competent. And so that meant I continued to raise the bar, I continued to excel, to be more busy, to take on bigger challenges, to do, 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 and there is no time for rest and relaxation. So I thought, oh, this is the one I'm going to pick because I'm already working on this area of growth and development. I have two, working on it, yeah, think. I have two teams that are play dates. These teams of individuals come together one day every month, and all we do is play. One team really likes to play hand and foot, and it can get a little competitive, but it's all fun. Another team really loves Mexican train, and we play Tenzi, and we laugh, and we talk. We have potluck lunch, and the day just speeds by, and we're having so much fun. So I'm thinking I'm really on this. You know, I've, I've, I'm working on my area of growth. Well, I was talking with a colleague, and we were reviewing the assignment. And the suggestion was made, let's go over the 15 commitments. I went, oh, all right. I'm thinking I have this down. So when we get to the one about feeling all feelings, the feedback I got was, I think you stuff a lot of your feelings. I was like, oh, all right. Well, I'll take note of that. I don't necessarily believe that, but I'll... I'm, I'm open. <laughs> and then when we got to the having enough of everything, the feedback I got was, that's a big one for you. 
And I thought, no, it's not about stuff and things. I was willing to give up all kinds of stuff and things for my freedom. No, it's not about that. So I took it into meditation. It's not about stuff and things. It's much deeper than that. It's not about have, not having enough of stuff and things. What was revealed, it was about an old belief of not being enough. I'd taken the information of being an unplanned child to meaning I'm an unwanted child, which meant for me that I'm not worthy to receive. And in order to be worthy, I must prove my competence. I must be competent. Therefore, there's no time to play. You must excel at everything, which led to perfectionism, which led to increasing the bar on ever and ever higher achievements. And there was never any time to play, which then resulted in, yeah, I was pissed off. Other people were out playing, and I was stuffing my resentment and my anger because I was work, 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 school, 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 work, work, work. So do you see how it all works out? There is only love expressing in this situation because love is revealing a mistruth, a mistruth. It is not true that I am unworthy. It is not true that I am not good enough. The truth is I am of the divine and simply by being, there is value and worth. And so love was answering the question, what needs to change in me in order for me to be that person that is experiencing that which I desire? It was only love. Now, I have to say, it was a deep, dark night of the soul, lots of crying, just put me to my knees, had to call a practitioner in order to get a few prayers said to pull me through that. But on the other side of it, I am filled with gratitude and saying, thank you for revealing that deep remnants still existed of a false belief about self. So that's an example of only love is expressing in all things no matter what the situation. So even in those dark night of the soul moments, it is only love. And that moves us to point number three, which is flex your receiving muscles by being willing to say yes to life. So many of us are aware of the law of giving and receiving. As you give, so shall you receive. And many of us have been taught that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I'm encouraging us to remember that the gift of life is already given. Our creator so loves itself, it gives of itself to itself in the form of its creation. That's you, that's me. And there is nothing held back. We are the substance of spirit. Every aspect, our physical body temple, the situations in our life, we are 
of spirit. And life always says yes. We hear it every Sunday. Life says yes. And so I want to share a true story about flexing our muscles and being willing to say yes to life. It's a true story about an unknown artist in England. He was doing a walkabout on the streets, thinking about his career, his talent, and he walked by an art gallery and something in side view, in his peripheral vision, piqued his curiosity. He said yes to that curiosity and he walked into the art gallery. He was immediately enraptured with the creativity, the beauty, the innovation of this exhibit. He spent a lot of time walking around in the exhibit and he started to notice that way in the back of the gallery was this narrow frame that led into a small room. His curiosity was like, I wonder what's in that room. Again, he said yes to his curiosity and he walked back into that small room. And he thought, well, now, this is a little strange. There's no art on any of these white walls. The only thing that was in that room was a very tall ladder standing in the middle of the room and hanging from the ceiling on a chain was a magnifying glass. And he was like, what? What is this? But his curiosity led him to climb that ladder. And as he climbed the ladder, he reached out and grabbed the magnifying glass. And he thought, now what am I supposed to be looking at? There's nothing on the walls. He looked up. And on the ceiling was pinned a very small piece of paper. So he took that magnifying glass and he looked at what was on the paper. There was one word and only one word. My guess is you can bet what it is. The word was yes. He was so inspired by that artistic expression that it compelled him to want to meet the artist. He was like, I must meet the artist. Well, here's the rest of the story. The unknown artist was John Lennon. The exhibit was by Yoko Ono. And yes, they did meet, and we know that they transformed the world through the gift of their creativity. So what I'm sharing with you is that life is a gift. It's already freely given. And we are to flex our receiving muscles by saying yes to it. Because every time we say yes to it, there is a reciprocal action that magnifies that yes and returns it to us. And when we say yes again, it goes back to the universe, it magnifies it and returns it to us. This is love in action. This is the reciprocal nature of spirit in the individual. So if we want to flex our receiving muscles, our job is to say yes to life. So if something piques your curiosity, go for it. If something pulls you to your knees, don't walk away from it. Go for it. Walk through it. 
find out what it's about because we know it's only love expressing. Only love expressing. And I'm encouraging you to think of that small room as the sanctuary of your heart, the chastity of that pure place of love, that small white room, nothing painted on it, nothing exhibited, pure potential. And I'm encouraging you to think of climbing that ladder and seeing the yes as the way to use your thinking. Look up and say yes to life. Allow your heart to guide you. That wisdom is there. So look up and allow that wisdom to guide you because it's always going to say everything's going to be all right, baby. That's what we heard in the lyrics. And so let's quickly review. There's, we have the choice for a new kind of thinking. Our life is created by the thoughts we habitually think. And our brain is, has neuroplasticity and will form neural pathways to support our thinking. There's only love expressing even in those dark night of the soul moments. We've all had them. I just had that kick-ass experience this week. There's only love expressing. And then let's begin to flex our, our receiving muscles by being willing to say yes to life because there is good, there's more good, and there's more good just waiting for us to say yes. It's freely given. We must be willing to receive. And so I'd like to close today's message with a quote from 365 Science of Mind. It's a quote by our founder, Ernest Holmes. And here's what he states. I now begin to re-educate myself definitely by whatever steps I may to a belief that there is given to me a fullness of life which is divine in origin, eternal in its presence, and always fully available. Let us pray. In the infinity of life, the magnificence of life, the grandeur of life, the mystery of life, God is all there is. God is life. Life is God. God is love. Love is God. And it is all that is, seen and unseen. It is the all of creation. And I know that I am of this life, this love, this power. I am of it. Because the creator so loves itself, it gives of itself to itself in the form of its creation. And I am a beloved creation of the one. And as this is true for me, I absolutely know it to be the truth of each person here today. Each an individualized expression of the one, each a yes that life is saying wants to experience itself more and more in, through, and as each person here. 
So I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about each person here today. And that is life is pulsing. Life has a vitality in each person's life. There is a willingness to say yes to this pulse, this urge to be the very best self that one can be. There is a willingness to face the dark night of the soul, to release and surrender anything that is unlike the truth, anything that could possibly be blocking that free flow of life, that magnificence of life, that prosperity of life, that abundance of life, anything that is unlike the truth, fear, doubt, uncertainty, all of it released into the nothingness from which it came. And in that new space, there is a wide open, gracious, loving willingness to say yes to life, to allow the wisdom from within to guide every step, to allow the love that is the truth of spirit, that is the truth of life, to guide, direct, guard, protect in every step and in all things. This is the truth of spirit. Life, love, power, freedom. And so I am so grateful for this truth, that God is all there is, and that God is life, love, power, freedom. And so I release my word into the activity and action of the law, knowing that that law is the eternal servant of spirit. It always says yes. And so with absolute conviction and directed faith, together we say, and so it is. Thank you, my beloveds, for choosing to be here. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.